Genesis chapter 31, verse 1. And he heard the words of Laban's son, saying, This is Jacob hearing the gossip on the street from Laban's son. They say, Jacob hath taken away all that was our father's, and of that which was our father's hath he gotten all his wealth. 2. And Jacob beheld the countenance of Laban, and behold, it was not toward him as before time. So Laban was always smiling at him before, and now Laban is like frowning at him and looking angry. So that's a clue. 3. And the Lord said unto Jacob, Return unto the land of thy fathers and to thy kindred, and I will be with thee. So the Lord tells Jacob, It's time to go. 4. And Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to the field unto his flock. So he's calling them to a very private place, which is out in the middle of the field, so that nobody can overhear their conversation. 5. And said unto them, I see your father's countenance, that it is not toward me as before time. But the God of my father hath been with me. 6. And ye know that with all my power I have served your father. 7. And your father hath mocked me and changed my wages ten times, but God suffered him not to hurt me. What he's talking about in changing the wages is with the sheep. Laban would say, originally it was, Jacob gets all the spotted and speckled. But then when they were mating and the white ones weren't, then Laban switched it and said, okay, now Jacob, you're just going to get the white ones. And then the white ones started mating and the speckled won it. So then Laban switched it back and said, okay, no, no, I want you to get the speckled again. So this kept going back and forth. But every time Laban switched the wages, it would always be the sheeps that Jacob had that would increase, not Laban's. 8. If he said thus, the speckled shall be thy wages, then all the flock bore speckled. And if he said thus, the streaked shall be thy wages, then bore all the flock streaked. 9. Thus God hath taken away the cattle of your father and given them to me. So by Laban's greed, he did lose most of his cattle. 10. And it came to pass at the time that the flock conceived that I lifted up mine eyes and saw in a dream, and behold, the he-goats which leaped upon the flock were streaked, speckled, and grizzled. Now leaping upon means mating with the females. 11. And the angel of God said unto me in a dream, Jacob, and I said, Here am I. 12. And he said, Lift up now thine eyes, and see all the he-goats which leap upon the flock are streaked, speckled, and grizzled. For I have seen all that Laban doeth unto thee. So it seems like God gave Jacob instructions, possibly, or maybe Jacob was coming up with his own scheme to make his side of the flock mate, and God was approving it and saying, Yeah, I'm going to make this happen. 13. I am the God of Bethel, where thou didst appoint a pillar, where thou didst vow a vow unto me. Now arise, get thee out from this land, and return unto the land of thy nativity. Meaning, your nativity is where you're born. So he's saying, go back to the land that you were born in, which is Canaan. And he says, I am the God of Bethel. Now this is neat, because God also calls himself the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But in this verse, he's actually calling himself the God of Bethel. Now remember, Bethel is where Jacob was visited by the Lord and where he worshipped the Lord. It's also where Abraham was visited by the Lord and where he put up an altar and worshipped the Lord. And Jacob has already called Bethel the house of God. It's a place on earth where God dwells. That place still exists today. It's in Israel. 14. And Rachel and Leah answered and said unto him, Is there yet any portion or inheritance for us in our father's house? 15. Are we not accounted by him strangers? For he hath sold us and hath also quite devoured our price. So they're saying, It's true, our father has taken all of our dowry. 
and he's dwindled our dowry because you worked for him all these years and that was for free and he should have paid the dowry but you had to pay it which means we were also paying it because it came from our nuclear family and he's also taken all the cattle which would be considered our dowry because that's what you worked for for all these years but he he took it all 16 for all the riches which god hath taken away from our father that is ours and our children's but now then whatsoever god hath said unto thee do so the two wives are agreeing with jacob you're right our father has robbed us of our inheritance he's robbed you so whatever you want to do we're behind you 17 then jacob rose up and set his sons and his wives upon the camels and of course dinah as well 18 and he carried away all his cattle and all his substance which he had gathered the cattle of his getting which he had gathered in padanaram to go to isaac his father unto the land of canaan so he got everybody hauled up and is taking all of these dozens of servants kids and hundreds of cattle and sheep are cattle they're considered cattle so taking all the sheep camels whatever they got 19 now laban was gone to shear his sheep and rachel stole the teraphim that were her father's now the teraphim is what i'm not exactly sure what it looks like i think it looks like a shield but i'm not totally sure but it's used to worship false gods which means laban worships false gods it makes sense because he's not in the family of abraham but the reason rachel took it was not because she wanted to worship false gods she took it because it was made of gold because teraphim is always made of gold so it's an idol but it's made of gold and she took it for the gold value thinking that she deserved it because laban had already robbed her of her dowry so it wasn't right for her to steal but you'll see that god actually allows her to keep it and i think it's because she was robbed but that doesn't mean that you're supposed to steal 20 and jacob outwitted laban the aramean and that he told him not that he fled so jacob left without telling him he was leaving to get a head start 21 so he fled with all that he had and he rose up and passed over the river and set his face toward the mountain of gilead so he's trying to hightail it out of there 22 and it was told laban on the third day that jacob was fled 23 and he took his brethren with him and pursued after him seven days journey and he overtook him in the mountain of gilead so it took seven days for laban to catch up with jacob 24 and god came to laban the aramean in a dream of the night and said unto him take heed to thyself that thou speak not to jacob either good or bad so god warned laban in a dream the night before he caught up with jacob and god said you better watch what you say you just need to be careful and god is warning him that judgment will come on him if he harms jacob 25 and laban came up with jacob now jacob had pitched his tent in the mountain and laban with his brethren pitched in the mountain of gilead now his brethren are his sons remember we talked about that before anybody in your family is called your brethren 26 and laban said to jacob what hast thou done that thou hast outwitted me and carried away my daughters as though captives of the sword He's being dramatic and he's saying, you kidnapped my daughters. Well, they're his wives, so they weren't really kidnapped. 27. Wherefore didst thou flee secretly and outwit me, and didst not tell me that I might have sent thee away with mirth and with songs, with tabaret and with harp? He's lying because he would have been very angry to know that Jacob was leaving, and that's why Jacob didn't tell him. He would not have thrown Jacob a party. He was mad at Jacob. 
28. And didst not suffer me to kiss my sons and my daughters, now hast thou done foolishly. 29. It is in the power of my hand to do you hurt. But the God of your father spoke unto me yesternight, saying, Take heed to thyself that thou speak not to Jacob either good or bad. See how he says the God of your father? That shows that it's not Laban's God. Laban worships false gods. That's why Laban had the teraphim. 30. And now that thou art surely gone, because thou sore longest after thy father's house, wherefore hast thou stolen my goods? So now Laban is saying, Why did you take my gold teraphim? 31. And Jacob answered and said to Laban, Because I was afraid, for I said, Lest thou shouldst take thy daughters from me by force. So Jacob is explaining, The reason I ran without telling you is because I thought that you were going to kidnap your daughters. When they belong to me, they're my wives. And he probably would have, because the daughters have all the children, and Laban wanted to keep all those workers. 32. With whomsoever thou findest thy goods, he shall not live. Before our brethren discern thou what is thine with me, and take it to thee. For Jacob knew not that Rachel had stolen them. Now Jacob also says, I don't agree with stealing. I didn't tell anybody to do it. So if anybody in my household has stolen your teraphim, let that person die. You can kill that that person for stealing. But he doesn't realize that his beloved favorite wife, Rachel, is the one who took it. 33. And Laban went into Jacob's tent, and into Leah's tent, and into the tent of the two maidservants, but he found them not. And he went out of Leah's tent, and entered into Rachel's tent. They all have their own tent. It's kind of like they all have their own room. And that's really good, because when Jacob is with one woman, the other three women aren't witnessing it. They're in their own tent. So they all have peace when Jacob is with one woman. And they all raise their own children in their own tent. So now... Uh, Laban has made it to Rachel's tent. He didn't find it in any of the other tents. 34. Now Rachel had taken the teraphim and put them in the saddle of the camel and sat upon them. And Laban felt all about the tent, but found them not. 35. And she said to her father, Let not my lord be angry that I cannot rise up before thee, for the manner of woman is upon me. And he searched, but found not the teraphim. So what happened was she lied and said that she was on her period and that she couldn't get up because back then, when you were on your period, you would sit on a pillow, and then all the blood would go into the pillow, and then you throw the pillow away. And that's what she claimed to be doing. So she had the teraphim hidden in a saddle, and then she put a pillow on top of the saddle and sat on it, pretending that she was on her period when she wasn't. And because of that, her father left her alone. He searched everywhere else in the tent, but he didn't search what she was sitting on because he considered it filthy. 36. And Jacob was wroth and strove with Laban. So see, Jacob thinks that Laban has lied and accused him of stealing the teraphim, but Jacob still doesn't know that Rachel is the one who took it and that Rachel has it. And Jacob answered and said to Laban, What is my trespass? What is my sin that thou hast hotly pursued after me? So now Jacob is like, You falsely accused me. 37. Whereas thou hast felt about all my stuff, what hast thou found of all thy household stuff. Set it here before my brethren and thy brethren, that they may judge betwixt us two. So Jacob is challenging him and saying, if you found anything, show it to everybody and let everybody judge, because he knows that Laban didn't find anything. 38. These 20 years have I been with thee. Okay, so it isn't quite 21 years yet, but it, it will be 21 years by the time all of this is over. But I guess they're still in the 20th year. These 20 years have I been with thee. 
thy ewes and thy she-goats have not cast their young, and the rams of thy flocks I have not eaten. So Jacob is saying, I made sure that all your female sheep and goats would, that their babies would survive, and I made sure that I never ate any of your goats or your sheep. I never ate them. I always got my food elsewhere. 39. That which was torn of beasts, I brought not unto thee. I bore the loss of it. Of my hand didst thou require it, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. So now he's also saying, if a wolf or a bear or a lion took one of your sheep, I had to pay for it out of pocket because you required it and you never suffered any loss. 40. Thus I was in the day the drought consumed me, and the frost by night, and my ship fled from mine eyes. So he says, I was cold, I was hot, and when the sheep scattered, I had to go gather them. I had to go searching for them. 41. These twenty years have I been in thy house. I served thee fourteen years for thy two daughters, and six years for thy flock, and thou hast changed my wages ten times. So all of this is true. 42. Except the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac, had been on my side, surely now hadst thou set me away empty. He calls God the fear of Isaac. Isn't that beautiful? We should all fear God. God should be the fear of all of us. And I mean a holy fear, a fear for his purity and his holiness, knowing that we are sinful, that we need to repent that we should die to ourselves and start living for him and not live in our filthy sin any longer. And that's what the fear of Isaac is. Isaac feared the holiness of God and reverenced it so that Isaac would not sin. And the fear of Isaac had been on my side. Surely now hadst thou sent me away empty. God hath seen mine affliction and the labor of my hands and gave judgment yesternight. Jacob says, God is judging between us. He's taking care of me because you have afflicted me. So God is judging in my favor. 43. And Laban answered and said unto Jacob, The daughters are my daughters, and the children are my children, and the flocks are my flocks, and all that thou seest is mine. And what can I do this day for these my daughters, or for their children whom they have borne? What God told them in the dream? God told them, don't say, don't say good or bad. But Laban is saying nothing but bad. So God is very merciful because Laban is not following God's orders. But he's lying again, and this is his greed. He's saying, you, your whole family, all your flocks, your wives, and all your children belong to me. And this is what it's been all along. This is why Laban has been evil to him all along. Laban wants the money. 44. And now come, let us make a covenant, I and thou, and let it be for a witness between me and thee. Now he's kind of obeying God because he's saying, I'm not going to pursue you. I'm not going to bless you. But let's make a covenant to be friends. 45. And Jacob took a stone and set it up for a pillar. And again, stones are memorials and they're also used as altars, but they can never be cut. They have to be natural the way God made them in order for it to be good. Cut stones are what the pagans do, but God's children don't cut stones. That's a hint that Freemasonry is pagan. 46. And Jacob said unto his brethren, Gather stones. And they took stones and made a heap, and they did eat there by the heap. So again, eating means friendship. 47. And Laban called it Jagger Sahadatha, but Jacob called it Galid. 
48, And Laban said, This heap is witness between me and thee this day. Therefore was the name of it called Gilead. So Gilead means witness. Isn't it interesting how a stone can be a witness? But in the Bible, you see this more than once, that stones are witnesses. Also, Jesus said that if the children wouldn't honor him with hosannas, the rocks would cry out as witness. Pretty awesome, huh? So God does use rocks. He uses all of creation to worship him and to be his witness. Even the stars, even the rocks are witnesses of God's wonders. 49. And Mizpah, for he said, the Lord watched between me and thee when we are absent one from another. So Laban says the stone is also going to be called Mizpah, which means watching because the Lord is going to watch us. And if you attack me, the Lord will judge. And if I attack you, the Lord will judge. 50. If thou shalt afflict my daughters, and if thou shalt take wives beside my daughters, no man being with us, see, God is witness betwixt me and thee. Now this is a good word. Laban is saying, God will judge you or curse you if you take any other women into your house. Only my daughters can be your, your wives. Now it's okay that their handmaidens are concubines. That's not a problem. But Laban doesn't want anybody outside the family. And this could be because ultimately Laban is hoping that they'll come back to him. And he doesn't want to deal with foreigners. But it's still a good word because it means that Rachel and Leah are honored and that no one outside of the family enters into their family. 51. And Laban said to Jacob, Behold this heap, and behold the pillar which I have set up betwixt me and thee. 52. This heap be witness, and the pillar be witness, that I will not pass over this heap to thee, and that thou shalt not pass over this heap and this pillar unto me for harm. So he says, I can never come against you and cross this line, and you can never cross this line to come against me. That's pretty, pretty awesome. 53. The God of Abraham and the God of Nahor, the God of their father, judge betwixt us. And Jacob swore by the fear of his father Isaac. And again, the fear of Isaac is God himself, Jehovah. 54. And Jacob offered a sacrifice in the mountain and called his brethren, which is his children and wives, to eat bread. And they did eat bread and tarried all night in the mountain. So they had kind of a celebration and a time of communion. And that concludes Genesis chapter 31.